Oh, oh uh, yeah. So, welcome to the MovieBuild.org podcast episode number 42. Today, we'll be talking about several things, such as the awards, because we're in awards. Is that season. actually the beginning? No, no, no. I'm just oh, okay. talking normally. You know, this, you know, come on, you know, I'm more enthused when I say, Welcome to the MovieBuild.org podcast episode number 42. Welcome to the MovieBuild.org podcast episode number 42. Welcome to the MovieBuild.org podcast. Welcome to the MovieBuild.org podcast. <laughs> Your yeah, face is hilarious. Nearly there. Nearly there. What, is, what is up? I'm Curran. I'm Kushal. And welcome to our podcast. It's award season. It is award season. Happy 20 whatever this oh, year is. the first one of 2017, isn't it? It's podcast. Yes, I was listening to some interesting podcasts where they're saying um, 2016 was so bad that people are going to blame all the bad things in 2017 on 2016. That makes sense. Uh, but hey, let's talk about nice things. Oh no, let's talk about the shit things. Uh, yeah, let's, get, let's get out of the way. Let's get yeah, it out of the way. Yeah, I wasn't angry watching A Monster Calls. Okay. I just felt the same as the kid. See, I still don't know what you're talking about because I mean, if you, spo- I, mean, I don't look. I'm at a point, right? Yeah. Where there are very few films that you can spoil for me because I'm always interested in how these films pan out. So you could tell me the ending of a film, and I won't be angry at you because I want to see yeah. how it gets to that point. Yeah, but there's lots of people listening to this. Really, lots of people. <laughs> More than ten. That's lots. It's true. Thirty-six people listened to the last podcast. Oh, so that's higher. Than that's that. good, isn't it? No, oh, well, actually, it might have been higher now. I haven't checked recently. Um, yeah okay I'm staring at the recording going I'm gonna get trailer one well we have a lot of things to cover this episode we've got a lot I think we've got more content in this episode than we have before because we've got like three award shows to cover Um, (laughs) welcome to the four hour episode yeah four hour episode um no I mean we're just gonna kind of obviously talk about our feelings about the awards and what has occurred over the last month or so? Of the, we're not even in we're 20, what, 20 days into the month. 21 days into the month only. I've the year. Of, I've had enough of feelings the last couple of days. I've been watching <sighs> all these films and I'm feeling it out. I can't believe it's only 21 days into the year. Yeah. That's not a long time at all. Uh, did you watch the Trump inauguration speech? I did. I did. I was listening to it while I was at work. Um, it was hilarious. Was, was it? Why? It uh, it was clearly written by Bane, right? And um, what's his face from B movie? From B movie, Barry B Benson. Hey, <laughs> Seinfeld wrote. No, no. He's gonna make America great again. Yes, he is. Because it's not great now. Not sure what that means. I don't, know. I don't know. I mean, I know what happened. It was. Uh, it was a very. It sounded like he's just going to stop hiring all Cubans and Mexicans and everyone. Have you just hire American? I went and uh, I was just looking at the news this morning, and there was something about how they've changed the WhiteHouse.gov website already. Okay, and they've removed any instances of LGBT immigration, uh, like issues, immigration issues, uh, the issues pages, uh, LGBT uh, climate change. Oh, is that the thing you sent me? 
Oh, yes, it was. Sorry, ended yeah. yeah, yeah, I didn't understand thing. it because it was just a load of things, and I thought, well, what's, what's and, this? And now, so they removed all these issues, right, and, and replaced them with America first energy plan, America first foreign policy, bringing back jobs and growth, making our military strong again, standing up for our law enforcement community, and trade deals working for all Americans. To be fair, they spend six hundred billion on their military. They are the largest military force on the planet. Mm. If they're going to make their military strong again, uh, uh, yeah. What, is it, what does that mean? Is uh, this is the beginning of the empire? Why are we talking about this? Let's know. talk about uh, Bane. Welcome to the Movieville.org podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had to do. We had to do that. It happened. It happened yesterday, so we had to get it out of the way. Now, what else happened yesterday? Uh, we've been preparing, watching the awards. We talked lots about the what we didn't agree with. We, we have a lot of strong opinions on awards uh, because of the people that vote for and, and select the winners. Um, we've been watching lots of films to get ready for this. Um, I, I want to make sure that I watch some of the nominees. Um, so I, I've I spent some time watching La La Land. Manchester by the Sea, A Monster Calls, Moonlight. Uh, we both watched Passengers. Uh, what did you watch? Several films, actually. I've seen, I saw last year, one of last year's nominees, actually, uh, Anomalisa. Um, oh, okay. Have you seen yeah. this? No. Okay, it's a great film. Um, uh, surprising film, we'll talk about that. But, uh, for the, for, but for this year, you watched Split. I've seen Split, I've seen Passengers. Uh, I think Assassin's Creed's nominated, actually, for something. Is Passengers is nominated. Passengers is nominated. I think Assassin's Creed and Passengers have both been nominated for uh, best soundtrack, best score, or something. Hey. Yeah. Right. But then there's a huge list of like, a short list, so it's not the definitive list. We'll again we'll cover that in the Oscars. But um, what else have I seen? Zootopia this year. Um, Secret Life of Pets. No, I mean within the last week, I've been sort of running around watching films. I've watched sort of four of them. Um, I know watched Split. Um, I did watch Split. Did, did you watch anything else? <laughs> or, or does that count as like twenty-three films? Hey, have you have you have you heard or read anything about Split? A little bit. Is it good? I mean, I haven't seen it. So tell I, me more. Can I ruin it or no? Why? Why oh, would I want to? <laughs> I'm the opposite. I don't want anything ruined. I okay. want to enjoy all of it. But then I can't talk about Okay, fine. I can't talk about it then. It's really? A, it's a good film. I'll say that. Okay. So the guy has 23 personalities. He's got 23 personalities. Is that um, because he's got... Um, is it, uh, DID. Disassociative... Oh, shit, what is it called? Something disorder. Hold on. Keep talking. Stall them. Stall them? Uh, okay. Um, what else? Right, you saw Still Alice. Oh man, that was a brilliant film. Was that this year or last year? That's last. That year. was last year's. Oh, no, okay. it was a 2014. Sorry. Okay, so we're well prepped. Disassociative identity disorder. <laughs> so uh, from this year, you seen Split? Yeah, has that been nominated for anything though? Or well, at least it was made this year. Yeah. Yeah. Funny thing is though, so why don't you, well, let's, I feel like you've got to get something off your chest. No. Just say it. Just say it. Just say it. So let me tell you a story. I'm going to give you some backs background, okay? You're going to give me some backs? Uh, I'm going to give you background. Yeah. So yesterday, I'm going to give these people the background. Yesterday, uh, in the afternoon, Gushal messages me and he says, hey, hey, what are you talking about? 
This is what you're going to talk about. I feel like you need to get something off your chest. I don't need to get anything off my chest. I was, I've been busy. In, in four days, I watched La La Land, Manchester by the Sea, A Monster Calls, Moonlight. Um, and uh, it's been uh, an emotional roller coaster. How so? But you've seen Split, so it's cool. You're such a wanker. <laughs> So he messages me and says, hey, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, oh, I don't know yet. What are, you, what are you thinking? He goes, let's watch, go watch a film. And I said, that sounds good. So then I said, let me just check in with the wife. Make sure she's cool with that, right? Because look, look, <laughs> look, man, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. It's not about approval, okay? It's not even about let me get her approval. Let's want to see if she's cool, right? So I asked her, she's like, oh, I want to see Split. <laughs> so, see, see, you've been married for how long? Uh, almost two years. Okay. I'm, I'm 20 years in. Yep. And I'm going to say one thing. Go on. At that point where she says, oh, I wanted to watch Split, it's already game over. <laughs> you just entered a verbal contract that you didn't realize that you entered into. It's already over. There is no further discussion. <laughs> oh. I saved your life. I suppose you did. Yeah. Well, I, I guess that's what happened then. <laughs> but hey, it was a good film, if that helps. Okay. Uh, okay, so without ruining it, in, 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 what, what, what's the... Uh, I think if you have an insight into the... Oh, insight. Ha. In an insight into the inciting uh, yep. uh, uh, point, the sort of call to action type moment in the story. Mm -hmm. And if you have, um, if you carefully describe um, the first sort of turning point. Well, this, this, this is enough. why I found this interesting was, so recently, um, if you guys are unaware, I've been kind of almost not studying, but just kind of observing how a film is structured. And I've, I know I've kind of gone about this. Uh, I've, I've mentioned this before in the previous podcast, but we're talking about disaster points in films uh, and, you know, just where the inciting incident and all that stuff happens. In Split, it happens really early on. Like, the like, I think I think the main, well, obviously the first disaster actually happens probably like five minutes into the film, if that. Okay. Uh, and it's from there, it just kind of goes... All over the place. It's brilliant. Okay. Is it not? It's not unspoilable. Then this what you can't describe it. No. Okay, it's a good. Film. Actually, no. Okay, sorry. It's in the trailer anyway. So yeah, if it's in the trailer, you can, yeah. you can say it. So within the first five minutes. Yeah. Um. So there's three girls. These three girls are one of them's the outcast. Yeah. Um. I won't tell you why. Two of them are the popular pretty girls. Whatever. Um. So the. The outsided girl uh, needs a lift home and uh, one of the girls have just had a party, a birthday party. And so her father offers the outsider a lift home. So they'll get in the car um, and the father's putting all her presents back into the, the car, the boot and stuff. Uh, and then this is it's here we introduce James McAvoy's character. Yeah. Um, at this point, we don't know what his name is. Um his name is his name is Kevin. So we're introduced to Kevin, um, who's done something to the dad. We don't know what, but he gets into the car, 
and uh, nobody notices until about 10 seconds in. And then he then sprays, um, I can only describe as some kind of spray form of chloroform or something. Um, and they pass out, they all pass out. And then they're taken away to hit this secret basement type place and he leaves them there. It's not clear as to what he wants to do with them until about halfway into the film. Um, and uh, that, that's kind of all I can say really without ruining okay. it. Oh, uh, cool. Okay. That's strange. But you said the cinema was packed. Yeah. Well, so we had a 9.30 showing, 9.30 p.m. Um, my, my brain says, based on experience, that we, we, we weren't to expect a huge crowd. I haven't seen the crowd that big since... What did we watch that last... Civil War, maybe? Can't remember. We, there was a lot. It was a full screen. Um, and we had to sit at the front. So, it was interesting. Well, that's, that's good. That's encouraging to hear because I went to watch um, Manchester by the Sea. Um, and I've heard lots of great things about this film. It's an indie film. I think it's budget. It's financed by um, Amazon, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stars Casey Affleck, mm-hmm. uh, who, wow, He's the brother that can act. Wow. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and uh, lots of other people that you'll recognize. What is it about? Well, first of all, Manchester by the Sea is in New Hampshire, America. I thought so. Uh, which is what confused me when I saw the trailer. I was like, they, they sound American. or So they've got this weird <laughs> accent. They've got this weird northern New Hampshire sort of bostonese type accent where they say shark yep uh shark shark um fart uh, <laughs> and uh yeah it's got nothing to do with our manchester which they should just call it manchester by the sea comma usa because <laughs> i was thinking manchester's no end of the sea what is it about it's about a guy who's from a town who's now living in um i think he's living in boston um, he's not living in Manchester anymore. His brother's got this congenital heart, congestive heart disease congenital, thing. He keeps having, uh, well, yeah, I think this one is congest. I have interesting. Just, anyway, watch it again. Yep. Uh, he keeps having heart attacks. Uh, and he's got a kid. Uh, and this guy just seems like a bit of a moron. Um, he just works as a janitor, looks after a few buildings, goes into bars, starts fights. And you watch it, and then, and then, of course, the brother, um, it's in the trailer, so I'm not giving anything away. The brother has a final heart attack and dies. He's got a teenage son. Hmm. So he goes to take care of his brother's stuff and um, suddenly finds that, even though they discussed that some aunt and uncle somewhere would take his son if his son you know, wasn't 18 when he hmm. died, he finds that he's left some sort of financial plans and the son to him. Interesting. And I can't reveal much more than that, except this film isn't what it looks like on the outside. It's an absolutely fantastic film. I was so disappointed that there was only about nine of us in the cinema. It was an 8.20 showing on a Friday night. So I, I, if the marketing, I think, I think the marketing machine hasn't done its job. There's not enough hype around it. This is, oh my word, this is a deep, deep film. Um, it it explores his personal transformation, the history of who he has become, um, 
And there are strong reasons why his character suddenly becomes very interesting as you get into this film. Uh, I think that's an interesting conversation in itself, how films like that can be, you know, one of the, one of the best films that are, that are out, but they don't get the same amount of footfall that, say, obviously Split has got. Interesting. See, a lot of those films are made for entertainment. We, we spend a lot of time um, talking about you know, things like Star Wars and the comic films and things like that. Because we like the entertainment, we like the excitement, we like to uh, watch something that puts us on, on edge and we watch the thing and we think, yes, that was amazing. But the Oscars and some of these award ceremonies, one thing that I'm going to completely contradict what we talked about, we I know we, we said that we're going to talk about why some of these award ceremonies are bullshit. There's one, one reason why these award ceremonies are amazing because they focus on, even though they don't always pick, fairly pick a winner, they do focus on the art of film and how it's constructed to to be reflective of us and our society and who we are at this moment in time. And Manchester by the Sea and Moonlight and these films, other films that I've seen, they do that. They they show the pain that we deal with on a daily basis in these very awkward situations as society is changing and peeling back the layers and opening up um, the, the complexities of who we are as human beings and our interrelationships and the differences that we have and the shit that we experience and we have to climb out of. That's very abstract, isn't it? Yeah. I've tried not to give anything away. It's a good film. It's a long film. Okay. I really want to talk about Split. Go. Oh, yeah. Well, we could say. I mean, look, I think M. Night Shyamalama is. Oh, so I see he's made the. Oh, what? I forgot it was by him. You would see this thing. It's now I don't want to watch it. It's interesting because he hasn't made a lot of good films since. Sixth Sense? Yeah. And then what was the other one he did? Sixth Sense? Uh, Unbreakable. Yeah. That was good. Possible. I feel like... Can I tell you one thing? Can I tell you one thing? Yeah. It's not ruining the film per se. It's it's an interesting thing I read this morning. Cool. So Split yeah. is kind of seen as a quote-unquote thematic sequel to Unbreakable. Man, I can have to watch it. Yeah, watch it. And then... I'm not sure if I completely agree with the way the ending was. Okay. It's Bruce Willis, isn't it? Do you want me to say yes or no? Oh, Bruce Willis is in it. Ah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we want this guy to hang around. We, we like Bruce, you know, he's uh, uh, nice that he still gets work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the performances in... Uh, Manchester by the Sea are pretty amazing um, and should be nominated for all the things. Um, I don't know how Split Yeah, This is, this is one up. thing I was thinking about, right? It's almost expected when you have someone like James Xavier. Yeah, James Xavier. Um, James Xavier McAvoy. I, you know, I knew he was going to be phenomenal in the film and he was. He was so good to 
portray 23, I mean, although we didn't see the full, you know, range of 23 characters, the way he switched between them. Yeah. Just really, so good. Brilliant. That, that sounds really good. Um, and to be able to do that, I mean, considering the dude's English, right? He puts in a, a couple of different accents. There's a Boston accent there. I believe it's Boston accent. There's obviously his English accent. He puts a kid's kid's uh, kid's voice on, um, but it's so it's so clean. It's he does it so well. Um, then again, you know, accents can only be done well. Um, I, the the only negative thing about Monster Calls is Sigourney Weaver's English accent. Oh dear. Okay, yeah. it was annoying. But yeah, go on. Sorry. Um, I'll come back to that. It's, I guess, but in that film, not to take anything away from the everybody else who was in that film, but he was easily the shining star in that film because everybody else, I find this from M. Night Shyamalan films generally that... Shyamalan? Shyamalan's. That a lot of the actors in the films, unless they're not well established enough, they don't do so well. They just... Checking his first name is Michael. Michael. Michael Knight. <laughs> Obviously, I'm glad you found that funny. Oh. <laughs> References. Um, Maybe that's why he uses M because people he doesn't want people he doesn't to refer to him as Michael Knight. Do you? Okay, I'm going to ask you this question as well. When we first watched the film, I haven't seen it. No, as in when we we sat down, you went to see it without me. I went to see it with my wife. Damn it! <laughs> I said to Hina, I said. How much do you want to bet there's going to be a cameo from <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan here? Right, okay. And she's like, is he, does he usually put himself in his films? I was like, oh yeah. He was this is mum in them or something. No, that's really? Else. That's Scorsese. Yeah. He puts himself in them. He was in there. Of course he was, he was in, it. in there, yeah. It's just... Ugh. So good. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, but that the performances, they are what they are. I mean, there was the... the Main girl, main female actor was a good, she was good. The main babe. She's a good, uh, good performer. And then um, obviously James McAvoy, I mean, you can't, you can't fault the guy. He's brilliant in everything he does. Um, if you're going to watch it just for the performances and watch it for that, if anything. Um, but I, I'm interested to see what you think because you understand kind of uh, psychological stuff a bit better than I do and I can't really pick up on that kind of stuff so but um, it was cool not that much but I'll always give it a go it sounds good I'll be looking forward to watching it um, would you watch it again yeah definitely alright we should go um, what what are you laughing at is it because I didn't take it the first time <laughs> <laughs> come along sloppy seconds <laughs> wow wow what an offer. Um, I watched the Monster Calls this morning. Yeah, come on. You have to divulge. Tell me. It was a very difficult film to watch. Um, we have a situation in our personal family life. Mm-hmm. Um, and this film is an exploration of that situation. In many ways, um, obviously, it doesn't match one for one, but mm. but it's difficult not to relate. It's difficult not to reflect on your personal situation because there are things that you 
lock away the things that you don't think about. They're things that you, it's what the film is about. Mm. They're things that you lie to yourself about because you want to believe and you want to have hope. And trying to deal with the reality of certain situations is very painful. I pretty much ran out of both Kleenex and fluid in my body by the time I finished watching it. Wow. And I don't mean in, in a weird way. <laughs> um, yeah, so I had to take a break, have a, have a bit of recovery. It's, it's, it's a unique film. It's a lot darker than it seems in the trailer. Um, it it seems to me when I watch the trailer, it seems to me that it's um, obviously for kids. It's just another fantasy film, but when adults see it, I know nothing about this film. So I don't, I'm not sure. When adults see it, it's a lot deeper because you would understand more than say obviously a kid would. So there's a lot of underlying themes or whatever in it. Is that is that kind of how it is? Yeah. <clears throat> There's um, you've just highlighted part of the point of this film. The kid is not an adult, mm. but he is not a kid. He understands everything that's going on, like so many kids do. So, trying to see his um experience through his eyes is is, wow! It's it's one of those films that opens like a door inside you. And makes you stare at it for ages and ages. And you think, ah! <laughs> but you have to keep watching. It's so good. Uh, and that kid himself deserves um, an award. His performance, he, there was, I mean, Sigourney Weaver's in this film. And her performance was just altogether passable. Her ac English accent that she puts on was just annoying. Uh, she, I think, I, disappointed, considering who she is. Uh, I have to say I'm slightly disappointed. Felicity Jones plays the kid's mum. She's great. Uh, it's nice to see her in something else because I've seen her as Jin Erso for so long. Um, this kid, he, he, he handled this. He handled, he fucking handled this film. There's all of these supporting cast that he had. You could have swapped them out with anyone else. This kid handled this film. It's just unmissable. Good film. Definitely going to watch that. Um, what else we got? Moonlight. Real quick. Um, did you know, I didn't even realize until I watched it again, uh, Felicity Jones is an amazing Spider-Man too. Okay. She was going to play Black Cat. Oh. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. That's going to be interesting. Well, she was going to. I don't know if they're going to do Karen. This was Amazing Spider-Man 2 with the Andrew Garfield guy. Right. Okay. Sorry. Moonlight. Yeah. Uh, Moonlight. Should we talk about Passengers first so you can talk for a bit? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Passengers. Oh, God. See, I see Passengers. I remember when we saw the trailer, right? And we were talking... Sorry, you were talking about... Um, what was the film we watched before that? It was another special. Arrival. Arrival. Um, we were talking about Arrival and we were talking about, I can't remember whether you said, basically all sci-fi films, well, for the, for the most part, sci-fi films that you get where, you know, where the world has changed or whatever and the, we've got new technologies. Arrival was like the, the prequel of that. Does it make sense? Is that, is that what you said? No, not so much the prequel. 
Um, the beginning of how did you describe it? You described it really well. Can't remember. Did it? Was it on this podcast? I don't remember a conversation we were having. Oh. Okay. But you described it as like the beginning part of a good sci-fi story. Oh yeah, yeah. Where yeah. we get like we're just so far advanced because of the technology that we've we've got now, uh, and I see. I see what you're saying was Arrival is kind of like, you know, the prequel to that because if you haven't seen Arrival, sorry, but it's been out for like, what, a month, two months now? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been out for a while. Has it gone off? I feel like if it's gone off the cinema, then it's, it's yeah, possible I think to I say a few things about things. Um, so, quick premise of the Arrival, arrival the arrival, arrival, the end of Arrival just says that the humans have to do something for the, the aliens um, and... When they do, the they repay the humans back in a thousand years. So the way I see this is, obviously, oh, yeah. a thousand years later, we have all the technology to do whatever the crap we want, whether it's yeah. interstellar travel and all this other stuff. Anyway, sorry, Passengers. Um, Passengers is, I thought, a brilliant film because it was the first film I saw where I was able to kind of break it down in my head and kind of pinpoint the things, you know, whether it was the three disaster points or... Uh, um, inciting incidents and, and, and stuff like that. But, but what was cool to me was not only obviously, you know, forget the performances because the performances are something we kind of expect anyway now. That's kind of almost a given. But um, it was the story that really kind of intrigued me. So for people that haven't seen the trailer, yep. what have you been doing? Um, hey, this did this film get like some stupid rating on Metacritic? Yeah. I don't get that. Is this, is this, I don't, I don't get some of these reviews that they, they these people haven't seen the film. They own percent on Rotten Tomatoes. How much? How much? Thirty-one. What? Forty-one on Metacritic. That's very strange. I think they are. I don't know if they're focusing on this. I, I think Passengers is a, is a, it's not an amazing no. Oscar-winning type no. film, but it's. A gr- it's a good film. It's a well above average film. Oh yeah, and it's an exploration of a relationship. Um, and uh, that's what did it for me, though, yeah. because the relationship between Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence was just when when Jennifer Lawrence finds out. Are we spoiling this film as well? That would be a big spoiler. When she finds out a thing, yeah. When she finds out what he did, what you can't say what he did. That's that's this is okay. Is that a spoiler? Yes. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, go on. Well, because we haven't... Yeah, really... he did a thing. He yeah. did a thing. When, when she finds out, her reaction... No, not even her reaction. His reaction to what he first did, that was just remarkable because I felt that pain. I felt like, shit, what the hell have I just done? I've just done this thing to this person and I've... Yeah. I can't take it back. Yeah, yeah. But his his facial expression, his reaction, and the music that was with it was just like. Oh. I think yeah. I think here you're getting to the the point of why this is a badly reviewed film. Yeah, they're reviewing the wrong film. Yeah, I don't know what they th- expected to watch. Mm. To be, I mean, I didn't know what to expect. I don't know what to, it what the I was it was even going to be a good film. I don't see films as fine. It's got a good cast. It's going to be a good film anymore. It's not going to. That doesn't make make a difference anymore. Yeah, in many ways, 
the science fiction side of this film is just the background to the film. Yep. The film is about humans, mm -hmm. how we are, the decisions that we make. Like many other films this year, mm. um, they're exploratory, uh, you know, in the domain of human feelings. Mm. But what I liked about this film is, as well is that it respected the audience as well. It, it wasn't just fine. Yeah, you know, it, there was like pseudoscience in it, but it still didn't made an effort to explain. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'll give an example. Um, it's just little subtle things like when the computer's talking to whoever it is or whatever. There's little subtle explanations as to why these things are happening rather than, oh, it just is. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, go on. But what, like, what kind of example? So say, for example, um, at the beginning of the film, yeah. <clears throat> when, I don't think this is a spot, it's the beginning of the film, it's not really a huge thing, when the uh, spacecraft is flying through the asteroid field. Oh, yeah. That was a really cool scene. Yeah. There's things happening, but they're all kind of subtly explained. There's no dialogue, but it's explained through the things that are happening on the the screens and... Okay, yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's just enough information. Yeah, and it doesn't... It They, they don't take us for, like, idiots and they don't... Just, it's not just like, okay, well, let's just put it in here and pretend everybody knows what we're talking about. They're, it explained as well. It's And that's what I respected about this film is that it respected us and it wasn't just like, let's just chuck it in there and, and pretend it works. Yeah, it wasn't too much pseudoscience yeah. and it wasn't... Yeah. Um, insulting people's intelligence mm. it was okay mm. they could get away with it yeah uh i think they fell over when it when they started visualizing that fusion reactor thing that was yeah, weird I that was yeah, like yeah. What's this magic spell spinning around in here yeah 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 i didn't yeah <clears throat> um <laughs> turned into harry potter film for a yeah. moment there uh i don't know i don't understand why people didn't like it i think maybe they don't like science fiction films but okay uh moonlight do tell I don't know, man. I don't know what to say about Moonlight. <sighs> Except that it's well past its due date. This film should have been made years ago. It's... Uh, to, to be fair, we don't even know if the Academy watched this. This and Hidden Figures and Fences, um, they are what the Academy might call a noisy film. Oh, no. Um, the joke there is that they didn't watch uh, Straight Outta Compton. Oh, dear. When we did the diversity episode, we were looking at the background behind why it didn't appear in the Oscars. Yes. And um, they said most of them wouldn't watch it. And the one guy that watched it walked out and said it was very noisy. <laughs> These people are making very noisy films. Uh Assholes. Between Moonlight, Fences, and Hidden Figures, if we don't see some, I, I'm, I'm kind of afraid that following Trump, uh, if added to that, these landmark films um, don't get, uh, and, they're, and they're all great films as well, amazing films, um, get the recognition they deserve, there's going to be... Uh, a problem. <laughs> right, it's breaking out of the Oscars. That would be great. Um, Moonlight is about a kid. He's running away. He's getting bullied. Um, 
Now, I don't think I'm giving anything away. Ah, I don't want to risk it. Just, you got to watch it. This kid is different. Um, a little bit. But lots of people are different. He, well, he's getting bullied because he's weak. He's not, you know, he's not like a, one of these rough playing in the mud kids. Um, and there's a drug dealer whose life's going great, who sees the kid getting chased, running to a sort of a dope den. And uh, sort of pulls him out and says, the kids won't, won't speak. And he's like, you're right. Gives him some food, looks after him. The kid keeps coming back to his house and he takes him swimming and all that stuff. Um, and the major turning point of this film is that this drug dealer whose life is sorted, he, he lives in this nice house with um, um, a very famous girlfriend, uh, and <laughs> which you'll see. Um, oh, the drug dealer is played by, his name is Juan, and he's played by... Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth, yeah. Um, from Luke Cage. What's his name? Mashali. Mashala Ali. Um, his, his name sounds like a prayer. <laughs> How do you say his first name? Mahashala. Mahashala. Mahashala Ali. Mm. He's cool. Yeah. Uh, things take, take, things change when he goes to investigate something happening on his trap, on his patch where the drugs are being sold. They're called traps. Turns out to be the kid's mum, who's an abusive drug addict. What to do? It's an amazing film. There's so much more I haven't said because I don't want to give anything away. So is this film based in modern day? Miami. Cool. I want to watch Hidden Fingers. Hidden Fingers? Figures. Where you put them? <laughs> really? That's not a visual we got here. Oh my God. Uh, I saw a clip of it. I apologize for what everyone didn't see. I was putting my fingers. No. Nope. No. Can we just focus? <laughs> what? Um, I want to watch, yeah, I want to watch Hidden Figures. Yeah. Because it also has this famous person you're talking about, right? Oh yeah, she's in everything. It's strange, isn't it? Yeah. Because they're both in it. Uh, but do you know what's interesting? The old six degrees of separation is in Luke Cage. You know, Jadena. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was there. Yeah, and he is under Janelle Monet's record label. Janelle Monet is in fucking everything uh, yeah. <laughs> at the moment. Um, and, yeah. Um, no, I really want to watch Moonlight. I'm interested. Long live the chief. Long live the chief, yeah. It's directorially different. The performances are great. The first act is the kid when he's little. His name's Chiron. The second act is when he's a teenager. And the third act is is when he's an adult. Um, so it covers moments of his, of his life. Uh, in 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 this context that he's in, oh, so good. I'm definitely gonna take a look. Do you know what? What what I feel sad about is that people are gonna shred this film. There are things in that film which will not be accepted and will not be uh, comfortably reviewed 
by the community that it takes place in because that community rejects a lot of these things. It, it, it says there are problems. 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Four out of four, Roger Ebert. That's on the website. I'm not him, he's dead. Wow. 8.4 on IMDb. Metacritic? 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, I would agree with that. Um, this film has been a long time coming. I, I want to see more films like this. And, uh, no. man, watch it. Metacritic? Yeah. 99. 99? Yeah. I've never seen that before. Wow. Manchester by the Sea, though. Yeah. Sorry, Manchester by the Sea. Yeah. 96. Yeah, well deserved. Arrival? Casey, Casey Affleck is a thing. 81. That's not bad. Mm. That's pretty good. So I'm expecting to see Janelle Monet in everything. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Number one best movie of 2016. Which one? Moonlight. Really? Yeah, that's what it says. That's ridiculous. Okay, do you know what? Yeah, but... Oh, man. I, I, you know what? We need to talk about this film in a few weeks when people have had a chance to see okay, it. I don't want to yep. say anything. That sounds good. Cool. Just right. watch it. Um, how, how long are we in? I feel like we're like half an hour in. I haven't even like gone to half of our stuff. 44 minutes, I think. Oh. It's fine. We can cut it up. What we got? Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Um, Lost my tab. Yay. How was your festive break? We should have, we should have started on that. Oh, we've not done an episode since Christmas. No. No. It was wonderful. We had turkey yeah. and vegetables. Yeah. We and just we had, had vegetables. All the family come over. Oh, that's excellent. Yes, we had a lovely Christmas. Ew. Um, everyone stayed at mine for about four days. Uh, cool. Which is cool. Everyone was here. Yeah. And we we're just playing games and doing stuff and drinking and talking and drinking and drinking um, and chilling. It was very relaxing. I really needed that break. Um, um, it was good. Glad we did it. We need to do it again. I think we should do that. I think Christmas should be or or, or your pre- preferred end of year holiday. I'm not a Christian, but. Fucking hell! Christmas Everyone is the time. Christmas. We're given time off. Yeah, that is that is when the time is. It's when all the things happen. So fucking deal with it. <laughs> Thanks, government. That was the voice of the government. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else? Uh, any other films we should cover? What, what, should we go over award winners? Let's and, go um, award winners. Let's see what about. we think. Let's do that. So we start with Golden Globes. Gugga. Gugga. Okay. Yeah. So Golden Globes uh yeah. happened a few a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago, like it's like halfway through the month. Yeah. Um happened January 9th. We're about to talk about another film. What? Yeah, go on. Yeah. <laughs> um The big one. Okay. Are we going through the categories or here's a challenge go on. as we go through these categories. Moonlight, Manchester by the Sea. And films like this should win awards. La La Land will win the awards. La La Land is an amazing film. It's a dreamy film. 
it shows how musicals should be done. You know, you, you as as Indians, we come from this culture where we think, oh yeah, yeah Indians do musicals. Mm. Bollywood knows about musicals. No, watch La La Land. Bollywood don't know shit about musicals. It's not about creating a fantasy world. Mm. It's about abstracting parts of reality using a fantasy aspect. They don't pull punches when it comes to dealing with things in life and relationships in La La Land. But they abstract them out using the, the musical as a mechanic. Uh, Ryan Gosling. Oh, my God. It, he was amazing anyway. All he had to do was turn up. He's taken himself to another level in this film. He just somehow became a uh, piano maestre for, <laughs> out of nowhere. And uh, if, if it wasn't for the fact that his ears are just so small, I could probably make him my gay for a day guy. Sorry, guys. Going to have to pause the podcast because there's been a spillage here. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, and uh, is it Emma Stone? Emma Stone can do no wrong. Yeah, she didn't. This it's it's so fucking good. You should have gone and watched that. Uh, but I don't think it should win all the awards. It's going to win. No, no. I, don't, they should, I hate that. There should be a cap on how many awards. I know it sounds stupid. There should be a cap on how many awards a film can win because then the fucking award show has then been monopolized by one film. And fine. It might be the best film in the world, but what about the other films? Does that mean that that film is the best film and nothing else? But if when you watch it, you realize this is a massive industry masturbation. The, the industry is just going to get off on this film. And because if, if you don't know yet, the, the La La in La La Land stands for LA. Oh, I didn't know that one. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing is a Hollywood film that takes place in Hollywood, about Hollywood. About It's just... Ugh. Okay, it's a nice dreamy fantasy, um, but that's not what films are about. Best actor, maybe, or and maybe best actress. Best soundtrack, possibly. Best soundtrack, possibly. Yeah. Interesting. Best musical, yeah. obviously. But leave all the other ones alone. It's not best film. All right, look. Let's talk about some of these winners from Golden Globes, okay? Because yeah, uh, um, I'm interested to see your takes. So I'm not going to pick them all out. I'm going to pick out some interesting ones. So have you seen Nocturnal Animals? No. No, neither have I. So let's ignore that one. Okay. Um, but best actor in a TV series. Now you might have seen some of these anyway. So Mr. Yep. Robot, you've seen, have you seen Better Call Saul? Rami Malek. Have you seen Better Call Saul? Have you no, seen but Be I've seen Saul. You've seen Breaking Bad? Yeah. Saul. Oh, Saul. Saul from Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, have you seen Ray Donovan? He's cool. Yeah, he's very cool. Um, Sabretooth. Sabretooth, yeah. <laughs> so, best actor in a TV series. Yeah. Billy Bob Thornton won it for Goliath. I believe that's... Again, annoying. I haven't seen it because it looks shit. But yeah. now I'm going to have to watch it. Okay. Really? I, I feel that for, for just for the sake of doing something completely different and capturing and just uh, having this incredible on-screen presence, Rami Malek. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. Yeah. That's who should have won. Yeah. Easily. He's a remarkable actor. Have you seen um, The Pacific? No. He, he was in The Pacific. This is a few years, but 2009? Or... The Specific. The Specific, yeah. Okay. It's brilliant. He was so good in that. He's a, He plays a psycho dude. I've seen him in some other things, so I can't remember what. 
He's cool. Yeah. Best TV series. Comedy. Yeah. Comedy. Comedy. Yeah. Nominations were Atlanta, Blackish, Mozart in Jungle, Transparent, and Veep. I know you've seen Veep, haven't you? Veep is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I can't believe other things will be funnier than Veep, but hey, let's give it a go. Have you seen Atlanta? No. Oh, man. Atlanta's great. Okay. Um, I'm not going to say it's an accurate depiction of what happens because I'm, you know, I don't know the ins and outs of what happens. We, you know, but we do see it day to day. It's, it's, um, what's it, it about? It's, um, so Donald Glover's in it. Donald Glover is Childish Gambino. Um, and it has a couple yep. of other actors in it. I've, I haven't seen in things before, but the, they're all kind of up and coming rappers. Yeah. Um, in funnily enough, Atlanta, uh, now Childish, Childish Donald Glover, uh, he is, quite intellectual in this series um he's the kind of almost glue that sticks his group together okay um and at the end of the first episode um something happens that tends to happen a lot in america these days uh there's there's um there's a shooting but it's a comedy so it's interesting it's it's a is it a white police officer shooting someone black no Okay, is it a what is it? It's a black person <laughs> shooting, but it's 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 not the. It's funny because it's within context, so you need to watch it. I feel like I don't want to ruin the show. No, watch the okay. show, yeah, because uh, it's like what ten episodes for a season, I think. Yeah, um, but it's a it's an HBO show, I believe. No, sorry, FX. Yeah, um, so it's you know it doesn't pull any punches. It's, it's brilliant. Um, watch it. Watch it. Even if it's just to see Donald Glover and something again, it's brilliant. Okay, cool. Uh, after Community, I couldn't find anything that I liked him in. Um, but this is, it's him. I'm on form. Okay. He's brilliant. Uh, but that one, best TV series for comedy, which is, you know, revelation. All right. Uh, not only that, he actually won best actor in a TV series. Donald Glover. Okay. Um, what's it on Netflix Prime Cody really yeah because then they show it here in the UK as far as I'm aware we are not endorsing all of those things which may not be legal but what we're saying is if you know someone who is doing these things they better have the asshole vpn'd up with all the encryption and the firewalls and things because you don't want to get go to jail that's wrong <laughs> that's wrong um there's, there was a lot of awards for la la land best film score was la la land la 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 best original song was city of stars from la 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 that's pretty cool uh, i like it can't argue with that one. Best Supporting Actress in a Motion Picture, Viola Davis from Fences. Have you seen Fences? Um, do you know what? I've seen the trailer for Fences so many times, I feel mm -hmm. like I've seen the film. Okay. But no, okay. She, I, I've seen the scene, the one where she's got all the, getting all snotty and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Best Screenplay? La -la -la. I, I'm one of these icky people where I can't focus on the scene because I feel like I want to hand her a tissue. Pretty difficult scene. <laughs> That's the most difficult part. She's brilliant. Um, what's interesting to me, and this is an interesting conversation to have, I think, is Deadpool was nominated 
Or Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool was nominated. Um, uh, This interests me. Because Star Wars isn't in this. Yeah. That's, yeah. Not going to be. Why is that? Why? Why do you think Star Wars doesn't get the recognition? It didn't. Well, you can't because individually, a Star Wars film is unlikely to be, you know, hit hit some of these categories. CG, maybe. Um, the, you know, f- f- Star Wars films have fallen on their face in terms of <laughs> acting quality, I'd be the first to admit, um, in recent times. Uh, I mean, you know, w- w- what... I, I tell you what, from a, from a story writing, uh, story and filmmaking perspective, Star Wars films are like a, a milieu type of film where the context, the world, the, the situation that they're in is so much more powerful than who the people are and what they do. Uh, it's still about who the people are and what they do, but they're in this context, which is like a huge um, cloud over everything. So that in itself is enough to carry the films. So therefore the performances and the cinematography and all that stuff, yeah, it's all above average and it's great, but it's not landmark. It's not evolutionary or revolutionary. It's it's rarely going to be um, award-winning, except for the CG. So are you saying, not that this is a bad thing, because we expect a certain standard from Star Wars films, whilst they may not be award-winning type films, we know we're going to love them. The fans know that they're going to love them. Yeah, yeah. They don't need to win awards to be good films. Yeah, because these other things that are winning awards stand on their own as right. a film. I can't think of a single Star Wars film that can do that. Empire, maybe. Okay. Interesting. Force Awakens is... Yeah. I don't, yeah, I know what you mean. Close second. Yeah. Um, moving down the list um, best actor in a drama film Casey Affleck won for Manchester yes so good so subtle so good best film drama Moonlight won okay alright these are good I agree with these I didn't expect to agree with any of these yeah I've not been paying attention What else we got? That was it really. I went kind of down the list and that was it. Okay. Um, do you want to move on to the Oscars? Yeah. What the old what the old git's going to vote for this year? Um, let's talk about the judges first, right? Because this was something we had a discussion about. Like yeah. who who decides on these votes and blah blah blah. Who this? Yeah. So did a bit of research. Um. And. It, the information isn't hugely kind of publicized. It's not readily available unless you kind of really look for it. Uh, I looked at a um, a Quora post. Okay. And it was just about kind of who votes for the Oscars and who's responsible for this thing. Anything. Now, you know, talking about how much truth there is to it, I don't know, but it, it would make sense. Um, speaking from a, a logical point. Which one are you doing? Oscars? Oscars. Yeah. So according to this, um, 
the winners are chosen using ballots, uh, and there's around 6,300 eligible voters. They are usually members of the Academy, and they are essentially the types of people you see in the room during the awards. So actress, actresses, actors, directors, producers, sound editors, makeup artists, blah, 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 crew members. Um, and there's 17 branches of these members. Now, what's interesting to me is how would that voting process work? If the people who are making these films are going to vote for films, right? Why? It's intellectual farts all over again. Yeah, example. this is what I mean. <sighs> Why wouldn't you vote for your own film? Surely. Yeah, it's bollocks. It's bollocks. Okay. That's why Scorsese has, Scorsese has such a hard time for so long because he doesn't play politics with people. Yeah, I just... No. It, it begs a question that when... How do you, how do you even base... It's, it's essentially a popularity contest. That's, it's that's, marketing. Yeah. If, if you're not into films like we are and you go to the supermarket or you go to the, uh, your Netflix screen to pick a film or you're going to buy a film from Amazon Prime to watch or from now TV Sky or something and it's £3. I think, shall I spend £3 on this film or shall I spend £3 on this film? And this film was nominated for these categories. And this film won two Golden Globes and an Oscar. Let's watch that one. There you go. That's probably going to be a good film. This is this is the thing. I think for so long, people have held so much value to an Oscar. But these days, does it even make a difference anymore? Uh, in marketing, it does. In marketing, absolutely it does. Does it make a difference to you? Absolutely not. It doesn't mean anything. Just because a, a film's won an Oscar... I could, I can't remember, there was a film I watched a while ago and it won several awards and I, I was trying to watch it and I was trying to figure out why I didn't enjoy it. To me, I always thought, if it's won an Oscar, shit, it has to be good, you know? But I think the question here is, what kind of value does it hold to to you or I or what kind of value does it hold to average moviegoers? Yeah. Um I don't know. I think it's been ingrained in people's heads so long. It's been ingrained in people's heads so long that Oscar films are just good and that's it. There's no questions about it. But there's so many... I wish I could say there's a lot of factors that go into to deciding what a film, how, how good a film is. But in reality, it's just a bunch of farts who are voting for their own films. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Frustrating, I'd say. Okay, but we're still trying to make predictions. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, so, so far, the we don't have a full list of nominations. There's a nomination okay. shortlist. Yeah. It's a, it's quite an extensive shortlist. Uh, can, um, can we make it brief? Yeah, we can make it brief. Uh, best makeup, we won't do that one. Best visual effects, this will be interesting. So I'll, I'll list the ones that we've seen. Yeah. Uh, or the ones that are some interesting. i list them all. Okay. <clears throat> so best visual effects. Arrival. Yes. The BFG. Yeah, okay, it's cool. So, I, mean, I have actually seen half of that because I watched it with my niece. Okay. Civil War. Okay. That's yeah. an interesting one. Yeah, okay. This yeah. is for Academy Awards. Keep I can see mind. that. Um, Deepwater Horizon. 
Okay. Yeah. Doctor Strange. Oh. Yeah. Although that's that is a good one. Yep. Visual effects is this. Mm. Oh, I'd go with Doctor Strange. You haven't seen the rest of the list yet. Have you seen Doctor Strange? I've seen. Did we watch it three together? Ta- yeah, we watched it together. Yeah, okay. I've seen it three times. Uh, Fantastic Beasts. Fantastic Beasts. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know about that one. Yeah, I don't know. Very sort of recycly Harry Potter yeah. things. It wasn't yeah. anything new. This one I agree with. I wouldn't say it's the best one on the list though. Jungle Book. Oh shit! Jungle Book's gonna win. Do you think? Wait, hang on. Wait, yeah. let me read the rest of the list out. Go on. Kubo. I think, yeah, that's a difficult one. Kubo is amazing. I've watched it three times. But is it is it amazing for the visual effects? I think it is because it's stop it's stop motion. Okay, okay. It it's just it, I appreciate it for what it is because it's so hard to make and so much effort goes into it. But you have to take into consideration the end result, the end look. I think is possible in the it possibly might be in the top three. But Jungle Book's going to kill it. Last one on the list. Yeah. Sorry, last two on the list. Yeah. Passengers. No. And Rogue One. Yeah. Uh, oh, because of the faces and all that stuff. Mm. Yeah, see, I don't like that because then you're winning an award for an effect that's basically a form of CG me- <laughs> That was just, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think Jungle Book should kill that one. That's, that's, that should it should take that away. I, I, don't, I don't know. As and I'm a Star Wars. Fiend. Jungle Book is impressive. I think impressive. Oh, do you know what? Actually, Rogue One has a chance because they recreated so much more. Yeah, the def- you know what? The one thing that stands stands out in my head. Yeah. There's two things that stand out in my head. Uh, there's a scene with the Hammerhead ship. Yeah, yeah. Going into the Star Destroyer. That was cool. Uh, and then also when the Star Destroyer is going into the uh, shield of the That was planet. cool. I think what was more cool was a much more subtle stuff where they recreated all the pilots from episode four. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm the pilot. I'm the pilot. All right. Um, I think Doctor Strange is in for a good chance. Yeah, that's a good list. I like that. Okay. The animated feature list is is pretty extensive though. So let me read this one out. Gone. Let's go quick. Angry Birds movie. No. April and the Extraordinary World. I don't know what that is. Who? April and the Extraordinary World. Okay. Yeah. Go. I'd... Bilal, a new breed of hero. <laughs> <laughs> I've never even heard of this. Uh, what? Where have we been? Um, Finding Dory. Okay. Ice Age, Collision Course. Yeah. King's Glaive, Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy looked amazing. Kubo, again. Yeah. Uh, which, which category? Animated film. Animated, yeah. I like Kubo. Uh, Kung Fu Panda 3. Oh, that's a good film. Have you seen it? No. It's good. I haven't seen the second one yet. Um, the second one's not as good. Okay. Third one is good. Okay. The Little Prince. The Little Prince. Yep. Yeah. Long Way North. Okay. Miss Hokusai. I don't know what you just said. Miss Hokusai. Hokusai. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Monkey King, Hero is Back. Yeah. Moon, Guardian of the Moon. <laughs> right, okay. Mustafa and the Magician. What the hell? 
We should look these up. I just okay. Wow. My life as a courgette. Yeah. Phantom boy. Yeah. The red turtle. Yeah. Sausage body. Sausage party. That'd be interesting uh, if that wins. Yes. Yeah. Secret life of pets. No. I don't know why that's on there. Sing. No. Sing. I come barely out. Barely out. It's like they just do these release dates yeah. for 2016 or whatever. Well, they'll probably send the screeners, don't they? For your consideration things. I don't know. Whatever. I know, but we should have seen them. Yeah. Snow time. Okay. Storks. Yeah. Trolls. Oh, okay. Zootopia. Trolls is good. Have you seen that? <laughs> I watch a lot of kids' films. God. Uh, Zootopia. Is brilliant. Yeah. I, like I think Zootopia. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Utopia. All right. Uh, are we making predictions? Like for best film and stuff. Zootopia or Kubo, but probably Zootopia. It's hard because we don't know what the actual full list is for all the different awards, so we can't really make full predictions. Well, they have to take their film as a whole. And there are themes that are explored in Zootopia, which are unusual. It's not yeah, the run-of-the-mill yeah. story. Yeah, so you had Secret Life of Pets, which is a, a flat-out kids' film. And you got flat Zootopia. Out flop, is what it was. Yeah, that as well. Zootopia, which is also a kids' film. I think this also kind of borders on the on the um, a monster calls thing. So it's a kids' film. Yeah, but it also has underlying adult themes. Yes, which is cool. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Bless you. <laughs> Baftas. Yeah. Um, we had a whole bunch of research on this, but I think we're running over on time, so we'll just kind of okay uh, go on the nominations. Go on then. Quick. So there's nominations. Let's do it. So for best picture, Arrival, I, Daniel Blake, Lola. Yes, Lund. Arrival. Sorry, Manchester by the Sea and Moonlight. Fuck. Yes. Oh fuck. <laughs> That's a hard one. How oh, my word. Oh shit! That's gonna be Moonlight. Just because I've only seen it, I mean, I would like to see a I would like to see a rival win, but I don't know how I'd feel after I've seen the last the other three that you've that you've seen. Moonlight. Okay. Um, Moonlight should win, or if a close second, Manchester by the Sea. These uh, these films have basically taken over these categories. So wow, uh, best director. Uh, Damien Chazelle for La La Land, um, Tom yeah. Ford for Nocturnal Animals, yeah. Ken Loach for I, Daniel Blake, Kenneth Lonergan for Manchester by the Sea, and Dennis Villeneuve for Arrival. Best director? Yep. Arrival. Cool. Uh, I'd be inclined to agree, but I haven't seen the others, so. But again. La La Land would probably win. Arrival was a, for me, Arrival was a, a completely unique film in so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, La La Land is as well. It, it's yeah. It's, I can. I see that from the. It's trailer. not your run of the mill musical. Mm. Best actor. Uh, Casey Affleck for Manchester by the Sea. Andrew Garfield, Hacksaw Ridge. Ryan Gosling for La La Land. Jake Gyllenhaal for Nocturnal Animals, and Viggo Mortensen for Captain Fantastic. Casey Affleck, but they'll probably give it to Gosling. Because they love him. Yeah, fair enough. He's Canadian. That's yeah, exactly. Um, okay. I can't comment much on that. I haven't seen those films. 
It's really horrible. What did you see from that list? No, but what have you seen recently? Arrival. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not even joking. These films are basically all the same. Let me share. Okay, so you're gone. Um, I'm not gonna get on the full list, but I'll. I'll kind of... You saw Split, though. I've seen. <laughs> I've seen Split. This is horrible. Okay, best supporting actress. <laughs> Viola Davis, Naomi Harris. Uh, oh my word, Naomi Harris, Naomi Harris. Okay. Please, Naomi Harris. Or Michelle Williams. That was, wow. For Manchester by the Sea. With who? Michelle Williams. Oh yeah. Uh, no, Naomi Harris. No, okay. Best original screenplay. La La Land, Moonlight, Ida Moonlight. Blake. Manchester by the Sea or Hell High Water. <laughs> okay. Arrive- what was the, what are they again from, what was the first one? La La Land. Moonlight. Manchester by the Sea. Moonlight. Okay. Best cinematography. Here we go. This will be good. Yeah. Arrival, Hello High Water, La La Land, Lion, or Nocturnal Animals? Arrival or La La Land. I can see that. I haven't seen Nocturnal Animals. It's not fair. Yeah. I don't know. I'm iffy on that one. Do I want to see it? Uh, Let's keep going, keep going, keep going. Film editing, Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land, Manchester by the Sea, or Nocturnal Animals? Arrival. Nice. Best production design. See, I don't know what that. La La Land. That's on there. Also, is Doctor Strange. La La Land. Also, Fantastic Beasts. Best score. Here we go. La La Land. No score. Yeah. Okay. Arrival. Jackie. La La Land. Lion and Nocturnal Animals. We haven't seen Lion. Is too new. Yeah. I don't get it when this happens in the because they put some film in that's like not even out. Okay, here we go, here we go. Best visual effects, all right? This is a different list now. This yeah. is for BAFTAs, yeah? Yeah. Arrival, Doctor Strange, Fantastic Beasts, Jungle Book, or Rogue One. <laughs> That's basically the same list. Yeah, it's going to be, I reckon, Jungle Book or Rogue One. Where we at? English, right? I would say Rogue One as well. Either Rogue One or Fantastic Beasts might win that. Possibly even Doctor Strange. I'm thinking about politics here. Um, Best animated film. Finding Dory, Kubo, Moana or Zootopia. What's the category? Animated film, best one. Finding Dory. Kubo. Kubo. Moana and Zootopia. Zootopia. It's going to be Moana or Zootopia. Mm. Probably. Is this BAFTAs? Yep. Zootopia. Okay. (laughs) It's amazing how politics kicks in there. Yeah. Speaking of politics, we'll do this last one. Uh, best British film. American Honey. Denial. Fantastic Beasts. I, Daniel Blake. I, no. Daniel Blake. Have you seen that? What is it about? It's that guy who can't get shit. Oh, that sounds good. I'll watch it. Have you... Okay, we should watch that. Okay. Together. Yeah. He. Do you know what it's about? No. There's a guy and he's caught between, uh, he's caught in the system in a way that he can't progress. It's a very English film about the welfare system in many ways. Um, And we know this. Everyone who lives here knows this. But watching the impact on someone's life 
yeah, it's one of those heart wrenching things that you just feel like, what the fuck? How are we tolerating this? Ninety two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's um, it's great, but it's very English. Okay, yeah, I can see that from the, the um, synopsis. Yeah, so best. It'd be interesting film, to yeah. see that because I, I used to, when I was a bit younger, I used to, uh, oh, I had a stupid, strange, and naive fascination with American culture. So I kind of tried to avoid British television and British films and things. And then I grew up and got a brain, <laughs> um, and so watching something like then this. Then you grew up and realized they're all Canadian anyway. Yeah. yeah. Watching something like this would be really interesting to me because it'd be a good study of, you know, almost British culture. Yeah. So yeah, I would love to watch it. I would love to watch it with you. Um, that's it. That's all we have. We are... What was the other British films? Lion's not on it, is it? No. Okay. Uh, American Honey, Denial, Fantastic Beasts, I, Daniel Blake. Fantastic Beasts is a British film, is it? That's what it says. They're that's, all British, that's right? stupid. Notes on Blindness and Under the Shadow. Oh, I haven't seen those last two, so I can't say. But I think, well, it's it's um, Ken Loach, isn't it? I don't know, Blake. Yeah. Yeah. So Loach just <laughs> he his his filmmaking is like James McAvoy's acting. Okay. He can do no wrong. Yeah. Um. Here's an interesting one because this one is voted for, for voted for by the public, the EE Rising Star Award. Yeah. Anya Taylor Joy. EE is in e- the channel. E channel or as in the, e, the mobile, mobile phone, phone network. Yeah. Um Anya Taylor Joy, Laia Costa, Lucas Hedges, Ruth Negger, and Tom Holland. Who are these people? These are the rising stars. Are they the people that Okay. So Ruth I know Ruth Negger was in a film called Loving. Tom Holland is obviously Tom Holland. Oh, Loving. Yeah. Yes. That's not been nominated anywhere, has it? Uh, loving, I'm sure it has. It's too new. I don't know. Loving is going to be a uh, cracking film. I'm sure it was in uh, Golden Globes. Have you seen the trailer? No. Okay. Did you know once upon a time it was, uh, in parts of America, it was illegal to actually, you know, marry and cohabit uh, across the races. What? When was this time period? This loving thing you're talking about. Um, I don't know when it takes place. It looks like it's about 100 odd years ago, but it's probably less. It's probably about 50, 60 years ago. So you, these things, you always look old and then you find out oh, it's like 20 years ago. What? But uh, yeah, Ru- uh, she was nominated for Best Actress Okay, in that film, Ruth Negger. Um, Rising Star. That'd be interesting to see. Cool. That's the end of our thing. Well, let's see how it goes. What are you going to do today? What am I doing today? Yeah. Watching a bunch of films, I think. I want to try and get some films in. I might do the same. What are you yeah. going to watch? I want to watch Moonlight. Moonlight's on the top of my list, I think. Okay. Watch Moonlight, and then I think we should probably stop preparing for next month's episode. <laughs> yeah. You know I'm going to watch? What do you want to watch? Split. Did I um? Did I tell you how much I hate you? <laughs> oh dear! All right. Well, that was fun. Uh, it's been a, a, 
a long slog, slightly longer episode than usual, but I think it was worth it because we've seen a lot of films. And these are so good. I mean, I've just got used to watching amazing films and now I feel like I don't want to... I'm scared of watching films because at some point I'm going to watch a shit one and it'll really upset me. So, um, yeah, go and watch all of these. These are great. It's, it's weirdly been a shit year, 2016, but a great year for some of these films. They've all just sort of come out of come out at the end of the year and, and it's just... Uh, I'm so happy. It's what we need. All right. Well, if you like this, is that you, don't you? You finished talking. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid old man. <laughs> if you like this, check us out on iTunes. Hit subscribe and add us to your collection. We're not on Stitcher anymore because we're going to be off there. We're also on Overcast and you can listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Um, we're both on Twitter as well. So Kushal's on at Kushal Joshi and I'm on at, at Movieville Kazed. That was it. Cool. We'll see you in four. See you next time. Thank you.